Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. So thankful and blessed to once again be with you on the program Watch Therefore. We're continuing on in this important book of the Bible called Jude. It's one chapter, but it's so rich and it's so important that we understand what the Holy Spirit is saying through the word of the living God through his servant, his bondservant, the servant of Messiah Yeshua named Yehuda which means praise in Hebrew. He is a half-brother of Messiah Jesus, Jude, and James, which back then would have been Yaakov, Jacob, but is translated James in our English Bibles. James and Jude are half-brothers of Messiah Jesus. They share the same mother, but of course, Jesus our Lord is not only the Son of God, He's God the Son, the begotten Son of God. And so we've gone through the first couple verses, which I'm going to read in review, and then we're going to go forward with today's teaching. But first, a word of prayer. We'll ask the Lord's blessing on our time together. O Holy Abba Father, Vishem Yeshua Adonai, in the name of our Lord Jesus, thank you for this opportunity to have deeper faith, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by your word. And without faith, it's impossible to please you. So please bless every viewer today and the teaching of your holy, powerful word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Verses 1 of two, one and 2. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, sanctified by God the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. We spoke about these things on previous programs, now going forward. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So first off, there's only one kind of salvation, grace through faith in Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus. Folks, it's not going to change. Though under constant attack to change it and to place the name of our true faith in Messiah Jesus over a lot of ungodly, weird stuff today, even more than ever, it's not going to change. And we must 
earnestly contend for this one faith that was delivered once for all to the saints through Messiah Yeshua's apostles, from Messiah Yeshua to his apostles to the saints. So men came in unnoticed who were previously marked out as condemned. Why? Well, they're what Messiah Jesus called wolves in sheep's clothing. And they're condemned here primarily for three things. One, they are ungodly. Two, they preach and spread a false sinful version of grace. They preach and spread a false sinful version of grace. Three, they deny our Lord, Messiah, Yeshua. So let's look at this. They're ungodly, but grace teaches us in Titus chapter 2 to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts, right? These are antinomians, uh, which believed grace gives us a license to sin. They would say, the antinomians would, an antinomian means against law. They would say that the, the more you sin, the more you get grace. They would pervert a verse like this, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. They would pervert that, right? Uh, and, 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 and there are people for years in church who have held on to a false version of once saved, always saved. Here's an example. Someone goes to church, they walk up an aisle, they pray a prayer professing to accept Jesus. It's, it's not that we accept Jesus, it's that we repent and receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and He accepts us, right? And so they accept Jesus, and then they go back out without a changed life, live for themselves in their sin in their wickedness, and in the name of Jesus, in the name of being saved once, they feel like they'll always be saved. No, it's, it's deception. They, they, they hang their salvation on a prayer that doesn't have a changed life. No, when we pray to receive Jesus as our Savior, if it's authentic, He changes us then and keeps changing us into the image our Father by grace through faith in the person and power of the Holy Spirit changes us by grace. We grow in grace. It's kind of like this. I'm not where I've been, yet I'm not where I'm going. I'm not where I'm going, but I'm not where I've been. Grace always meets us where we are, but grace never leaves us there. Hallelujah. No, I would say it like this always saved if truly saved, which teaches us the fear of God, which is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. And, and don't forget the two extremes back in Paul's day that are still with us today. Uh, there were the Judaizers and the antinomians. I, I've talked to you about the antinomians. The Judaizers would have said, well, we're saved by grace, but kept by the law of Moses. No, we're under a new law as we receive Messiah Yeshua and go into this new covenant, the law of, of the Spirit, the law of Christ, the law of liberty. Yeah, and, and so we're not saved by keeping God's commands, but saved people 
want to keep God's commands because of Elohim, God's grace, working in them, having received Jesus as Lord. And, and so this, this license to sin perverted grace that's out there today is addressed by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 6, as I read verses 9 through 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. And so a lot of this foolishness that's out there today that's, that hangs the term Christian or Christianity on it, it's absolute foolishness, it's deception, it's a lie, and the Word of God addresses that, right? And, and, and there are those who would say, well, I don't deny Jesus as Lord, so this couldn't talk about me. Well, Paul warns Titus of those who, who deny the Lord by their behavior, by their works. They say with their lips they believe in Jesus, but their lives scream out, no, they don't. Yeah? And, and Titus chapter 1, we see that. They profess to know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. And, and Paul, he also warned the Ephesians of these false teachers in the book of Acts. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore, watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. And then Paul also reminds his disciple Timothy about the last of the last days. In 2 Timothy 3, listen what he says, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. This is the environment we're in today. Will you stand up and say, no, the word of God says this. A follower of Messiah Jesus goes this way, not that way. That's a lie. That's a lie. You see what I mean? And, and, and so part of watching for Messiah Jesus to come for us in the clouds and being ready is, is speaking and living a life that stands and contends for the true and authentic faith in Messiah Jesus. That's how we roll, man. We live for the Lord. We worship our Father in spirit and truth according to the word of the living God that never changes. And we will not let the world impose itself, the world, the flesh, and the devil, impose itself and rewrite what our faith is. No, we'll stand in love, we'll stand, contend, we'll watch therefore, and we'll be ready. We'll be right back. I'm so very thankful for this watch therefore message that stirs the lukewarm out of their terrible condition to a fiery walk in Messiah Jesus and also presents the necessary urgency for this season to this generation of the lost. Oh, receive Jesus the Lord now while there's yet a little time. Now we also have our ministries blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations that operates under Watch Therefore Ministries. Why? 
The Bible teaches that the gospel is to the Jew first and then to the nations. Our to the Jew first ministry is Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by myself and our ministry partner, John McTurnan, whereby we're getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua, and so much more. And our to the nations ministry poured out for the nations. We've been in Africa. I've been in about 10 African countries in the last 10 or 12 years with the gospel, making disciples, pastors' conferences, helping orphans and widows. It's such a special opportunity. I also go across Nigeria, for example, to conferences with thousands of people preaching the Watch Therefore message and the gospel and other discipleship things from the scriptures. Now, I want to mention finances for a minute because this ministry is so very expensive. The airtime production costs way beyond anything I could do. But my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And I want to tell you, if you haven't yet received Jesus as Lord, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would enjoy the program and receive Jesus as Lord. Get saved today. But for those of you who understand sowing and reaping, laying your treasures up in heaven, and you're looking for a place to partner with the Lord, we believe this is a place for you to prayerfully consider. Also, we're reintroducing my book, America's Ark, The Only Safe Place for Americans Today. It will help you in this hour of storms and trouble to find a place of refuge the Lord has provided, the righteousness of Noah, Daniel, and Job. And we wanna make sure everyone can get a book. So for a donation of any amount, to watch Therefore, Blessing Israeli Believers, or Poured Out for the Nations, we'll send you a book, America's Ark. Make sure you place the name of the book, America's Ark, in the note or purpose section so that we know to get a book out to you as soon as possible. Now, we're gonna go back to the program in just a moment. It's so important, more than ever, to watch Therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for us in the clouds any moment. We're so thankful for our Watch Therefore Blessing Israeli Believers poured out for the nation's partners. And a special way to say thank you is that in addition to my book, America's Ark, for a donation of any amount to our ministry, we're also going to add a special calendar produced by Messianic believers here in Israel. All this calendar is so special. It has teachings, the dates of the Feast of the Lord, and much more. Again, Thank you from Watch Therefore, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the Nations. Welcome to Watch Therefore. And, and I want to tell you, listen very carefully, this is a very important teaching segment here on Watch Therefore. I just read a very disturbing article. And this article said that the Barner Research Group had recently done a study with a poll. And in this poll, 47% of professing millennial Christians said that it was wrong to evangelize. It was wrong to share the gospel. This is horrible, but it's part of this generation. It's one of the signs of the times. Great deception in the church. And certainly many, if not most, in evangelical churches today are lost. They've never been saved. Well, how can you say that, Dove? Well, Barna did another survey, and there are five or six very fundamental points 
that are foundational for a believer in Messiah Jesus. And like 90% of the people across the denominational lines said they didn't believe in those things. They didn't believe that Jesus is God, the Son, the Son of God. They didn't believe that Jesus never sinned or that Satan's a real person or that we're responsible to share our faith. It's absolutely horrible. And, and yet, there's a way forward for you and me or anyone else who truly want to love and follow this great Savior, Messiah Jesus. So, for anyone who's watching and you're not sure if you've truly been forgiven for your sins, and for those who have received the Lord, you know that for sure. This is an opportunity for you to be equipped and to avoid the deception that is spreading like a weed across the body of Messiah today. So in John chapter 3, we're going to look at the scenario where Nicodemus, many of you have heard of him, for those of you who haven't, he was a very decent man. You know, a lot of the Pharisees, they were subject to the corruption that was spreading in their day in the Sanhedrin. And many of them had even become God-haters. Yet there's some really good Pharisees like Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. He's a decent man. He, he knows the Word of God. He, he loves God as much as he knows how to. But he's got a big problem. He hasn't yet been forgiven for his sins. He's a religious man, faithful in his religion but yet not on his way to heaven. And there's only one other place to go, folks, and that's called hell. You know, you can carry a Bible, you can give money in church, you can sing in the choir, you can go to church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday. That doesn't make you on the path to righteousness, the path of righteousness on the pathway to heaven. No, no, no. And, and listen, folks, hell is a real place. There's people arguing who call themselves Christians now that they're, they're saying there is no hell. Yes, certainly there is. Certainly there is. Well, how do you know? Because it's in the Bible. The Bible warns. Jesus the Lord warns, don't go to this place. That's why he died on the cross for our sins. So Nicodemus approaches our Lord Jesus at night. And many believe it's because he was afraid of the backlash from other Pharisees if they knew that he was um, approaching and, and having uh, any kind of relationship at all with, with Messiah Jesus and legitimizing his ministry. So uh, in John chapter 3, we're going to begin in verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now I'm going to stop for a second. You would think at this point that our Lord Jesus, who has all these enemies, and people coming against him in the Sanhedrin, the Jewish leadership, that you would think he would want to build a bridge with them maybe, right? Um, and, and, and so he could use this Nicodemus in his recognizing that Jesus is the Lord and, and, and build relationships here, right? No, that's not at all what he does. Why? He loves Nicodemus and he has a mission. And, and, and that's the way we should think, folks. Well, I might offend somebody if I do what Jesus the Lord did. Uh, the truth is an offense to those who don't believe. Yeah. Is it better to let someone walk off a cliff or risk of offending them by warning them that there is a cliff? Yeah. And so in verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And there's only one other place to see eternally, folks, and to be eternally. It's a place called the Lake of Fire. And, and we shouldn't want anyone to go there. We, we don't want to go there, and we shouldn't want anyone to go there enough that we would tell them, 
why they need to be born again and how they can be born again. And that's what I'm going to explain to you now. You see, back in the garden, and if, if you've bought into the foolishness of evolution, it, it messes everything up. How can, you, how can you believe in evolution and believe that God created Adam and Eve, the, our first parents, and, and what happened from their lives affected all of us? How can you not believe that and somehow believe that you're following Jesus the Lord? You're forgiven for your sins. You're a Christian. How, how can you do that? So Adam and Eve were, were created by God without sin. They weren't perfect or flawless or they would not have sinned. They were, they were made sinless and they were given a choice. And they had this perfect paradise, everything at their fingertips without the curse that is with us today where women have pain in childbirth and men have to work by the sweat of their brow and so on. All the curses that came with, with their sin. They had everything at their fingertips pure paradise and there's one thing that they were told not to do not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and that one thing they were told they couldn't have is what they wanted just like any of us would have done and and they sinned and and their sin uh killed us all specifically adam's sin is that which is attributed to everyone else's sin and the bible says in romans 5 12 through one man Adam, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and death spread to all men, for all have sinned. The sins that our fathers handed us are killing us. Do you know anyone who's not dying? Everyone who's ever born into this world, except for one, has been born and is born dying because of their sin. We have a terminal disease called sin. But like I said a moment ago, there's one who was born into this world without sin. And, and, and before I knew the Lord and before I understood these things, I had heard of the virgin birth and it sounded kind of mysterious and strange to me. But now I understand why it's so essential and so beautiful and so important. Our fathers handed us this terminal disease called sin. But Jesus' father did not have that terminal disease, di disease and did not hand it to his only begotten son. He was born into this world as a sinless man. He's a fulfillment of a type, a picture, a shadow, in that Adam was created without sin. And so Jesus the Lord did something Adam didn't do. He walked through this life with every temptation that we have. And even more, because every demon in hell and Satan himself wanted Jesus the Lord to sin. And attacked him and tempted him in unimaginable ways. Yet he didn't sin, which qualified him then to be beaten, to spill his innocent blood, to go to the cross where his innocent blood spilled down that cross to pay for every time we've lied, cursed God's name, lusted, fornicated, sex without marriage, uh, committed adultery, blasphemed the name of the Lord, and so much more. He died on that cross to pay for our sins. He was buried in hallelujah on the third day he rose again. Well, so... So how do I get born again? What does it mean to be born again? I'm glad you asked. When a man or woman realizes they've sinned against God and, and they're ready to acknowledge that and they begin to change their mind about their sin and turn away from it. They begin to change their mind about wrong thinking about their religion or following a false god or being an atheist and they begin to acknowledge the true and living god the father the son the holy spirit they and and being lost a person can't acknowledge all, all all of everything that they need to but they can do this they can say i believe that jesus died on the cross for my sins 
that that um, and that's the gospel. It says in 1 Corinthians 15 that Jesus the Lord died on the cross for our sins. He was buried, and on the third day he rose again. That's the good news. That's the gospel. And Messiah Jesus said in Mark chapter 1, here's how we're saved. Here's how we're born again. What do we do? We repent. We change our mind about these wrong things, our sin and our wrong thinking about God, and we begin to put our faith in Jesus the Lord. And as we do that, our Father in heaven does something that's so exciting. And, and he did this with me. Has he done this with you? He sends his Holy Spirit that was taken from Adam and Eve and puts him back in who was formerly lost, a formerly lost sinner on their way to hell. And he takes them out of the consideration of being in Adam where I'll die and takes that person and puts them in Christ. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And when you know when he does that because he wakes you up. He, he brings your dead spirit that was separated from God at birth to life and begins then to communicate and have a relationship with you through your human spirit brought to life via the Holy Spirit of the living God who he has then placed in you. And when he does that, when he puts his spirit in a person, they are then, say it with me, born again or born from above is what it literally means. But certainly it is being born a second time, so it's being born again. Has that happened to you? Has there been that transaction where the Lord... His, your sin has been put upon him and you've taken the righteousness of God that he's handed you. That great exchange is what it's called. Pray with me now if you need to. Oh, Father in heaven, I need to be saved by Jesus. Father, I've sinned against you, but I know that you love me and you want to forgive me and save me. Oh, Jesus, Lord, please save me from my sins. Please give me a new life that honors God our Father. Please, Jesus, Lord, save me, forgive me, heal me. Thank you for saving me today, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you're doing that from your heart, for the first time, he's sending his Holy Spirit to live in you, and you're being born from above. You're being born again, even now. And, and we have some literature we'd like to send you called How to Begin My New Life in Christ. You see some information on the screen there. Please contact us, and we'll send you this, this free information that will teach you how to take your first steps as a follower of Jesus. Because if it's just a prayer, but there's no change in your heart, mind, and life, you're not born again. But if, if you prayed that from your heart and you're ready now to follow Jesus the Lord with your life, He's saving you, He's forgiving you, and He'll show you how to do that. For everyone who's watching, so glad to be with you today. Oh, Father in heaven, bless all of our viewers. And help us to watch, therefore, for you coming forth in the rapture, Lord Jesus, and help us all to be ready. And, and that's how we end the program every week. We tell people, hey, listen, the Lord is coming back any moment. And we live in, even in a Christian environment in, in churches where people aren't watching. Regardless, what I tell people and warn people, I say this. Remember, watch, therefore, and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R 
I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day, his sword will go forth to take back and re-